0: Mark chapter 9, I want you to think on, a, on a, a, just a, a simple thought this morning, but it's a, it's a grand thought. I want you to think on the mighty power of God, because the text I'm going to read out of Mark, it's found in three of the other Gospels. It's found in Matthew, uh, but it's, and it's found in Mark, and it's also found in Luke, and I believe it is Luke that speaks about this particular miracle, and, uh, and Luke goes on to say that it took place because of the mighty power of God, and uh, boy, we could just preach, and inter- we could make a whole sermon out of an introduction on the mighty power of God, but I want you to listen, church, because there's a word here for us, and there's a word here uh, for you and yours, and uh, <clears throat> there's a word in this day and age, Mark chapter 9, verse number 14, and when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them, and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed, and running to him, saluted him. And he asked the scribes, What question ye with them? And one of the Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. And wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth, and gnashes with his teeth, and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples, that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered him, and saith, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the Spirit tear him, and he, and he fell on the ground, and wallowed foaming, and he asked his father, How long is it ago since this came unto him? And he said, Of a child, since he was born, what the father say saying. Verse 22, And oftentimes it has cast him into the fire and into the waters to destroy him, But if thou canst do anything, have compassion on us, and help us. Jesus said unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believe. And straightway the father of the child uh, cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee, come out of him, and enter no more into him. The Spirit cried and rent him sore and came out of him, and he was as one dead, insomuch that many said he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could not we cast him out? And he said unto them, This kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. You may be seated. Our Father in heaven, I thank you for the name of Jesus. I thank you for the Word of God that has given us this miracle and this story that we may relate to it, that we may apply it to our lives, that we may see the mighty power of God operating in your Word that is available to operate in our lives, in our homes, and in our church. And Father, we pray you would bind every demon of hell. I pray that you would hush, Lord, our hearts and still our souls this morning and open our ears And Father, I pray that you'll give us a clear word, a concise word. I pray, Father, that, Lord, your spirit will be loosed and, God, great help will be made available to the people of God. And, Father, if you make that help available, then, God, it's ours for the taking if we want it. We can leave the way we come if we want to, or we can leave changed by the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ today. And so, Lord, we pray that your will be done. Touch our mind, our heart, our lips. I pray, Father, that you'll just anoint... Lord, everything that is said with the spirit of love, I pray, God, that we'll speak clearly. I pray you'll refrain us from saying anything you would not have said and give to us, God, that which we've not even studied or prepared for. And God, we thank you and acknowledge you now, Father, for everything that's done here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is a, another classic story. I believe there's seven in the Word of God about demon possession. Now, we were here not that many weeks ago, but it's a very important place for us to be. I want to say again, I'm not uh, obsessed with demons or the study of devil. the devil. Uh, I don't believe there's a devil behind every bush. Some people do. They're just always walking around looking, uh, looking uh, for devils. They get the flu, uh, and they say, well, the devil gave me the flu. No, maybe you went to the hospital, and you left the hospital fellowshipping and touching doorknobs and all of that and you didn't wash your hands and then you wiped your nose with your hand and you got the flu. Maybe that's what happened. I don't believe there's a devil behind every bush but I do believe that the devil is real and that the activity of demons is a very present thing in the world in which we live. In fact, write this down. Demonic activity will increase more and more until the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because during the tribulational period, during those seven years that follow the rapture of the church, this world is going to know hell like it's never known hell, the activity of demons is going to be very great and very, very operational during that time. And preceding that event of the Lord coming for His church, demons will already have been put into move and into operation preparing for the coming of the Lord. So listen to me. Let me me ask you. Do you believe the coming of the Lord is near? Say amen. I don't know how we're even here today. I believe He's he's to soon return. No man knows the date. No man knows the hour. But if Jesus is coming soon, then you must be aware, and it must sober you this morning to know that the activity of demons in the world today and by the way, we live in the world. We're not of the world, but we live in our, the activity of the demons today in the world and among the people of God. And you know, we can't be possessed. We spoke of that a couple Sundays ago because we're indwelt by the Spirit of God. But we can be oppressed. Demons can influence us, can attack us. Uh, they can tear at us and so forth. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, but, uh, so we need to know that in these last days that one of the things that's to characterize the battle that the believer is in is the presence and the activity uh, that has been mu- multiplied uh, greatly of demonic forces. and So that's the day we live in. As a believer, you are going to be battling demons in your day-to-day walk with the Lord. It's not your brother that's the problem to you. It's not your sister that's a problem to you. Uh, it's not a coworker that's a problem to you along life's way. But we've got to remember, we don't battle against flesh and blood. We battle against the things that are unseen, against the forces of hell, the demons of hell. In your day-to-day walk, your struggles some of the things that you go through is simply because of multiplied demand activity that's what's happening in your home that's what's happening with your children it's not it's so much deeper than your kid just got mixed up with the wrong crowd it's so much deeper that your kid has just went out and done something they shouldn't have done it's much deeper than that they've been influenced by demonic activity that has been multiplied in these last days in which we live you ought to fear in your heart for these kids on these front pews up here you ought to put them on the top of your prayer list. If you can't pray for anything, if you forget to pray for everything else during the week and during the day, the young people that you know in your life and the young people in this church, they ought to, that ought to be the one thing if it's the only thing that you pray for because daily they're going to encounter the influence of demonic activity. It's that way. It's what the church is going to deal with. The church today will deal with things that it has never dealt with before in all of history. It will deal with things today that it's never encountered before. It'll see things today that it's never seen before. I'm not preaching and telling you that that God has been rattled. I'm not telling you that God has been shifted in some way in heaven. I'm not telling you that God's power has diminished in any way. I still believe God's very much on His throne. It's not sweating the the heart and the mind of God, but it needs to be something that we are aware of that in these days, demonic activity has increased dramatically. Now, we have in Mark 9, and again it's in Matthew and it's in Luke, the same story, one of the most graphic and violent descriptions of demonic possession in all of the world. We have it right here in our hands. Now notice that this demon... This demon that occupies this child and has occupied this child since, uh, since he was born. Notice that this demon tears at this little boy. Notice that this demon, and by the way, this son is the only son. It's the only son of this man. One of the other gospel writers tells us that. This demon has tore at this boy's body. This demon has cast this little boy into the fire. This, little bo- this demon has cast this boy into the water in an attempt to drown this little fella, to kill him. This, li- this demon has caused seizures in this little boy. Uh, this demon has caused this little boy to gnash at his teeth. And then even after being commanded to leave, the demon makes one last-ditch effort to destroy this little boy and to kill him. And as we see this grass, account of demon possession you say preacher i don't we we just we don't see these things today no we see them we just don't have eyes to see them now i want you to understand sir i seen a boy the other day he's about my age couple two years younger than me i'm 43 he's about 41 and when we were in high school he and a bunch of his buddies they went to the lake and they he his daddy had a uh that had an inboard motor they were drinking and partying they had gassed that thing up and spilt gas everywhere. And, uh, and on an old inboard motor, you have to turn on a, uh, 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 a vent or a fan to blow out all the fumes out of the engine compartment before you start the engine. And they didn't do that. They just started the engine, and all those gas fumes in the boat exploded on them. Right there too. And they were all burnt very badly. And I saw that boy just a, 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 really just a week or two ago, and, and I noticed what, drove, what, what caused me to recognize him was the fact that his face was burnt so badly, still from that accident that had happened. I don't even know when I got out of high school. My brain ain't working that good this morning. So, so then that's what happened to this little boy. This little boy had been thrown into the fire. He had been uh, torn at. His body had been torn, uh, possibly been made to cut himself. Uh, he, he had been thrown into convulsions. He had been thrown down, and he had all of these scars, where this demonic activity tried to tear him apart and tried to destroy him. Now listen to me. What happens is this: the devil and, his, and, and, and this demonic activity will so influence our lives and bring, us down such, and bring and lead us down such a path to where there'll be scars in our lives that maybe for the rest of your life you'll always be reminded because of that scar that you carry around. And that's what I, can't, uh, that's what I have not yet learned to be able to communicate to young people. I don't, I don't know that we can communicate it to young people. Uh, but young people, what I would tell you is this, is to be faithful to the Lord, be sold out, surrendered every day right now. Uh, be aware that you are every day are being led Uh, uh, that demons are going to try to influence you and lead you and and that at this age right now if demons can influence you they will cause you to leave scars in your life that 20 years from now you'll look back and you'll see those scars and they're not a good thing and and, and you just can't convince youth of that not that they won't believe me or listen to me but it's kind of one of those things you learn along life's way but this demonic activity it, the, the whole purpose of it is to destroy you and to tear you apart. And what these people can't see is, is that there's people sitting on these pews right now, me and you. You've got struggles deep down in your soul. It's scars from your yesterdays. And there's some day today that it'll slap tear you apart. When you sit around, start thinking on it and dwell on it. Now, you don't have to nod your head. You don't have to say, yes, I agree or... You don't have to say amen because you don't want anybody to know the things you wrestle with inside of your soul at the midnight hour. The things you wrestle with when when you're weak. The things you wrestle with when you're tired. The things you wrestle with when you're sick. The things you wrestle with when you're lonely. You don't want anybody to know that, and that's okay. But I know from this text that the demonic, that demons can so influence our life. What? Hey, they just want to. They tear you apart. Mom and dad, that's all they want to do with your children. They just want to tear your children apart. They want to leave them in a crumpled, lifeless heap where if they ever do get raised up and resurrected, they'll still have scars that they'll bear the rest of their life and from time to time they'll look in the mirror and they won't see a beautiful young teenage, young woman or a handsome young future, but they'll look in the mirror and they'll just see the pain of scars that are left from yesterday's in their life. See, that's what the demons want. That's what the devil wants, and he uses demons to accomplish that purpose. Now remember, one one lunatic of a man in a graveyard had been assigned 6,000 demons. And if 6,000 demons were assigned to that one crazy lunatic in a graveyard, how many demons would the devil assign to one sold-out, born-again, believing young person or child of God sitting in church on Sunday morning? I'm not preaching about something that's not real. I'm preaching about something that's very real. They scars that are left because of the tearing of demons in our lives. You're trying to figure out what's going on with your son or your daughter. You're trying to figure out what's going on with a spouse. You're trying to figure out what's going on in the church. You're trying to figure out what's going on with the family, with the neighbors. You're trying to figure out what's going on in my own heart. What in the world's going on in my own life? Sometimes I think I'm crazy. What is it, preacher? What's, what's going on? Maybe we should allow some great room of thought there uh, that it's just the activity of demons in your life trying to scar you and ruin you and kill you and tear you apart. Well, there's nothing left. I'm glad God's given us that word in Mark 9 this morning. It's a reminder to us. And so what happens in this text? Well... Jesus wants to know what all the talk's about, and everybody's talking about this. And he calls this man to him, and he says, what's going on? And the man says, I've got a son, and here's what's happening. He's being torn apart. You know somebody right now. You know somebody's son, somebody's daughter. You have a family member. You've got children of your own. You know a church. It's just slap being torn apart right now because of the activities of demons, because that's that's what the that's that's what the, that's what the, the most violent recording that we have is found in this text right here. Demons are violent. They're not they're not kind. Angel, Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Yes, indeed, Uh, but it seems that the ministry of demons is to deceive and then to kill and to tear apart uh, and to leave scarred. And so somebody right here today, you're bearing in your heart of hearts uh, some kind of great pain and it's because of the activity of demons or your struggle this morning. You, for the life of you, you're trying to predict this thing like a meteorologist predicts the weather. You're trying to figure out uh, when the low's coming through and when the high's going to push it out and when the sun's going to shine and when it's going to rain. But you'll never figure out this spiritual uh, battle other than just to realize uh, that it's the activity of demons in your life and you need to seek the Word of God and see what Jesus did. And so here's what Jesus did. This father, it's interesting, his son needs the healing. But the father says, Lord, please help us. Please help us. The Syrophoenician woman who come to the table of Jesus when he was eating, and on her knees, she says, Lord, please, please help me. My daughter, she needs help. And, and Jesus says, I'm, I'm not going to help you. You're, you're, you're just a dog. And she says, oh, but even the dogs get crumbs. And she says, please help me. She said, Me. It was her daughter that needed it, but she so identified with the pain of her daughter that she said, Lord, it's me. And this father here, he didn't say my son, but he said, Lord, help us. And he cried when he said, Lord, help us. It's, it's me and my son. I feel his pain. And I want to tell you what kills me in this day and age is to see people who by demonic activity in their lives, whether it be their yesterdays or their, their todays, where the devil's tearing at their family, the devil's tearing at their home, Demons are tearing at their children. Demons are destroying churches. It breaks my heart. And I say, Lord, help us in this situation. So he says, Lord, help us. And the Lord more or less has this conversation with him about belief. And he says, but you don't have any faith. How long do I got to keep working miracles? How long do I got to keep doing things in your life? How long do I got to keep saving souls? How long do I got to keep letting babies be born before you'll believe? And the man says this, notice in the word of God, the man says, Lord, I believe, please help me, Lord, please help me uh, in my area, please help me in my, my matter of small faith. Uh, and and here's, here's, what, uh, the, here's what the man says, he says, Lord, I, I believe, but help my unbelief. And what he tells the Lord is this. He says, Lord, if you will just do anything. Now watch this. He says, Lord, I'm at a point of desperation. And I pray this morning that somebody's come in this church and you're at a point of desperation. Because desperation will rise up and desperation will almost never say, Lord, I believe you can do it all. Lord, I believe you can walk on the water. Lord, I believe you can rise from the dead. Lord, I believe you can stop heaven from rain and sin. No, but desperation says, Lord, I'm just at a place where, Lord, if you'll just do anything, it'll be a help to my soul. And the next verse, the Lord says this. He says, not only can I just do anything, but he said, I can do everything. But if you'll just believe in your time of weakness that I can do, you'll just ask for anything, then I'll do it. Now, now listen to me. And here's what, listen. And so that's you. The devils are tearing you apart. One devil, many demons. King James calls it devil. Devils are tearing you apart. The devils are making scars in your life right now. You'll never get past those scars. Listen, God may lift you up, He may deliver you from that oppression, but you'll look back in twenty years and in the mirror you'll still see the pain of those scars in your times of uh, in your times of depression or discouragement. Uh, but but here's what the Lord says: If you Just believe and ask for anything. Can you believe me for anything? Not full deliverance, not full-fledged miracles, but do you believe I can just do anything? If you have that much faith, I'll do it, the Lord says. And in Luke, I think it is, he goes on and talks that it's the mighty power of God that wrought this miracle. So here's what I want to ask you this morning. In your situation that relates to this text, in your scars that come up often in your life. Now, I'm speaking this morning, and you'll have to be honest with God in just a minute at the invitation hour. But for some of you this morning, I'm speaking some of what I spoke of Wednesday night. I'm speaking about a matter that strikes to the very core of your being. Somebody here, I'm speaking to something that happened to you 15 years ago, 20 years ago, maybe 30 years ago, maybe in your childhood, and it strikes to the very core of who you are and you've moved on, and you've got uh, you've moved your life, God's given you a new life, and a new future, and a new chance, but from time to time, there's still inside of you, there's a pain that at times, if you let it, it tears you apart. I'm speaking to you this morning, and you'll have to be honest, and be quite frank, you won't be able to, you can't fake it this morning. Oh, you can, and you'll leave here. But God's asking you this, can you believe me for Anything. Or that person that's here today, and in your Christian walk, and in your personal walk, you're trying to live for the Lord, saved, sold out, born again. And in your personal walk, you know without a doubt after this morning reading this violent text uh, that, that there are demons trying to slap, tear you apart. Trying to do you in before you can do anything for God. Trying to cause you to be so scarred. God will have to do drastic surgery just to get past the scar tissue to be able to do some operating in your life. So for that person that's here this morning, who you know in your personal walk, whom you know in the life of your mother and father, who you know in the life of your children, who you know in the the people you know in the church down the road or in our church, that the devil's just trying to tear apart and he's using the activity of demons to do that. Will you this morning just believe God for anything? I'm not asking you to believe God for everything. Don't ask Him for the lock, stock, and barrel. If you've got faith to do it, do it. But can you, in your time of weakness and being torn apart, cry to Him and say, God, if you can just do anything, anything will be good. Because the Lord says, if you'll just believe for anything, I can do all things. And he'll do all things. he'll do all things if you've got enough faith just to believe He can do anything. That He's not some remote God on some distant planet who's unable to identify with us, or who's unable to hear us. But he's a God that's near, and he's a God that's a present help in time of trouble. Are you with me? Okay. Colton, you have not told me a time. You don't have a watch on either? Folks, we're in bona fide trouble this morning. I don't have a watch, and Colton, my timekeeper, don't have one either. Come to the BN, Colton. Now, Listen just a minute. Boy, let me me get your attention right now. The thing about this miracle is, is Jesus, Jesus, he addressed and he dealt with this demon that was tearing this boy apart. And mom and dad, you you ought to to jump pews to get this order in a little while. To get your children under the blood of Jesus because there's demons waiting on them, if not already on them, pursuing them and operating in their lives to tear them apart. And sometimes they'll be able to go on living, but there'll be scars there that they'll have to deal with the rest of their lives. Let me get you to take note right here, if you've not listened to anything else. Jesus rebuked this spirit and commanded this spirit to come out of that boy. And indeed, in the end, the spirit did. But you need to know... That before that spirit did, even after Christ had commanded the spirit to come out of that boy, that spirit made one last ditch effort to destroy and to tear apart. And as that demon come out of that boy, he left that little boy in a crumpled heap, lifeless, and folks thought he's dead. He's dead. You need to hear something this morning. Gee, the power of God, the mighty power of God is available. That doesn't mean that even after God gives you the touch and you've believed Him for any, it doesn't mean that the demons won't make one last ditch effort to destroy you, to tear you apart, to kill them and destroy them and tear them apart. Those little babies back there, I assure you this, the hounds of hell are after them this very moment. Sometimes it's physical. With sickness, that's an attribute of demons sometimes. You listen to me demon he took his job so seriously that even after commanded by the God who made hundreds of scientists say there's hundreds of billions of galaxies and in those hundreds of billions of galaxies there's hundreds of billions of stars the God that made all of that even at the command for a demon to come out the demon said I'll give one more last go of it and he tried one last time but Christ because that man believed God I believe you can do if you'll just do anything Just anything. And Christ reached down and lifted that little boy up. And here's what he said. Now watch this. Here's what the Lord told the demon. He said, you're done with this boy. Never again. No more will you ever come back. This boy may have some different struggles from now on. This boy may have other battles from now on. This boy may have other difficulties from now on. But as for you, demon, you're never coming back to this boy. This boy's been claimed by the mighty power of God. This boy's been raised up by the hand of Christ Himself. Listen to me. He died on Calvary's hill, sure. He died for my sins, sure. He rose again that I may have eternal life, sure. But I also want to remind you that there's more that took place on Calvary and on that third day than what we preach about so many times. I want you to know that He died and rose again so that in the midst of a dark world He could bring light, so that in the midst of captivity He could lead... Cap- captive uh, so that in the midst of hell's victory Christ could have the victory he came that he might liberate those um, that have been in bondage by the activity of demons that are trying just to tear you apart that's why Christ rose again do you believe me so far? now let me tell you this and Colton you can play us something now I want to say this Those demons, they work in your life, and my life. Preachers are not exempt. Those demons work in your family. They work in your life of your children particularly. They've not cut you off yet. They've scarred you and tried to leave you for dead and tear you apart. You're still here, but they can get them now. They've still got some time here to leave scarring. They've still got some time here to just tear them apart. Try to destroy them kill them if they could. You think it was an accident. No, it was more than a car wreck. Demons are trying to kill you at the time. Sure, you may have had a car wreck. Sure. Maybe you're on a stop sign. Maybe you're on a red light. Maybe you're speeding. That may have happened. But then that other wreck I'm talking about, demons are just trying to kill you. That accident you had on the job, Demons trying to kill you. Preacher, you're going way out there. I'm just telling you the Word of God right here. You can think I'm speaking of spooks and ghosts and goblins and all that, but I'm not. I'm speaking of the reality right out of the Word of God. And listen to me. Unless you're keenly aware, you won't see it and know it until the fight's done over with. You won't know it until you're laid in a pile on the floor and you're lifeless and your dreams are dead and God's plans are dead and your son is dead, or your daughter is dead, or your church is dead. You won't know it until the funeral's taking place, my friend. Unless you've got your eyes open to what God said right here this morning. So I'll just be honest. My heart breaks too. My heart hurts too. And I have so much fear in my heart some of these families right now. And so I would like to give you a big prayer that you could recite when you come to this altar this morning. I don't have it. I'd like to give you one, two, three, what to do today when you come to this altar, but I don't have that either. But I've got about as much faith as that Father had where I know I can say, Lord, if you'll just do anything. Lord, I'm just at the place. Lord, if you'll just do anything. Anything's good. Anything's good. Can you ask that this morning? For you, because, because demons are tearing you apart. For your children, because they're tearing them apart. It's more than a school tru- struggle. It's more than a struggle with peers. It's more than just a youth who's misguided and lost their way a young person who demons are trying to tear apart. You do that for your church. Lord, we don't really know what to ask, but Lord, if you just do anything, just do anything, Lord, anything. Be good if it comes from your hand. If it comes by the hand that has the mighty power of God. Just anything. So stand with us, and if you can come, please come. Please come, Rush. Don't even delay from the back of the church to the front. In the middle of the church, come...